Welcome to Urban Pulse, the podcast that tunes into the heartbeat of our cities and our urban communities. I'm your host, Marcel, and together we explore the dynamic world of urban life, from the latest news and developments to stories that shape our streets. Today, we begin our podcast by remembering the legendary actor Richard Roundtree, who recently passed away. Richard Roundtree was an iconic figure in the world of entertainment, and his contributions have left a permanent mark on our culture. Richard Roundtree is best known for his role in, as the original Shaft in the 1971 film. He was a pioneer in the black exploitation genre. His portrayal of the charismatic, tough private detective became a cultural touchstone and paved the way for greater diversity and representation in film. Roundtree's career was far-reaching, with a wide range of roles in film, television, and on stage. He impacted his impact extended well beyond Shaft and he continued to be a source of inspiration for actors and filmmakers alike. As we remember Richard Roundtree, let's celebrate his legacy and the significant culture shift he represented in the 1970s. His work left a lasting mark on entertainment and his influence will be felt for generations to come. Our thoughts and condolences go out to his family, friends, and all those lives he touched by his talent. Which around trees contributions to the world of entertainment will be cherished and remembered for years to come. Shifting our focus to the Middle East, it's worth noting that our House of Representatives Cori Bush is making her presence felt on a global stage. She has been unflinching speaking truth to power regarding the ongoing situation in the region. Now let's delve a little bit deeper into the developments of the Middle East and how Cori Bush is leading her voice to this critical issue. In the Gaza Strip, that's a big problem right now. Many people are getting hurt or killed, and there's a strong demand for both sides to stop fighting. One of the people in the U.S. Congress, Cory Bush from Missouri, is really speaking out about this. Here's, here's what happened. A while ago, there was an attack by a group called Hamas on Israel. The attack caused the deaths of, of 14,000 regular people and the kidnapping of 212 people or more. In a response, Israel started bombing the Gaza Strip, which, which is where many people live. They also cut off things like food, water, f- fuel, electricity for people there, including a lot of children. As a result, more than 5,700 Palestinians were killed in these bombings, and things are getting even worse because hospitals are running out of fuel and spaces to help injured people. It's a really tough situation for the people that live in there. So uh, let's pray for the Middle East uh, and pray for some, some solution to this problem that's going on over there. Uh, shifting back to the home front. Um, so finally, the House of Representatives have a new speaker. It's been a significant development on Capitol Hill. We are recognizing Mike Johnson as the new elected speaker of the House. Johnson ascended to this powerful position, marks the turning point in the nation's political landscape, and it's crucial to understanding the implications of this change in leadership. All right, let me break this down. So the Republican Party is having a really tough time. Some big names from the party have been around for a while and are leaving or getting pushed out. This is because of the big divide in the party between the more traditional Republicans and the group that's all about following Donald Trump and his Make America Great MAGA movement. It's become clear that the MAGA movement has a lot of power in the party and they're not interested in working together with the older, more traditional Republicans. In fact, some people are saying that it might be best if they split up and go their separate ways. Um, the influence on the party has shifted. The people who support the Trump MAGAs are now calling the shots, and they become the face of the party, especially among younger Republicans. 
The Republican National Committee, which used to be the big deal in the party, is losing its importance because the MAGA supporters have taken over the messaging and the spotlight. Some of the MAGA leaders are ready to forget about the traditional Republicans' values and build a whole new party and Trump's image, and even if even if it means leaving behind the conservative principles. So the old school Republicans want to save their party for being taken over by the MAGA movement. They might have to break away, start fresh without the Trump influence. As we head into the intense presidential election, the MAGA movement is getting even stronger. The ongoing struggle and the Republican Party has made some lawmakers speak out against the extreme voices in their party. It's up to responsible Republicans to figure out how do we remove these extreme voices from the party before they cause more problems in the future. Now let's talk about this new speaker, Mike Johnson. You really wanna know what Mike Johnson has done for black people. Uh, so I, I researched, found a couple of things, and you know, you can fact check me, uh, but it's this what we got. So, you know, Mike Johnson has worked on various initiatives and legislations that have the potential to possibly impact, positively impact the black community. While it's important to note that political perspectives and interpretations are these actions may vary, there's some, some few highlights that may benefit black people. Uh, Michael John, Mike, Mike Johnson, uh, he supported criminal justice reform. Uh, he also supported economic development. Johnson was an advocate for economic policies that could contribute to the job growth, economic opportunities, which, which could benefit black communities. He's really pro-business policies. His initiatives to reduce regulations can create an environment that supports job creation and entrepreneurship. But then we also know that when you say job creation and entrepreneurship, that leaves the black community out. You know, so my question is, what has he really, really done for the black community? Also, some of my research said that he he likes school choice. He's been a proponent of school choice, allowing parents, including those in black communities, to have more options when it comes to their children's education. This can help parents choose the best education opportunities for their children. So if I take my own kids and, and perspective, we live in St. Louis and we don't really have school choice in St. Louis County. You have your struggling neighborhood schools or if you have money, you can send your kids to private schools. And so while you know we have this big push in St. Louis, St. Louis where is it charter or is it public? The public schools don't like the charter schools, the charter schools don't like the public schools, you know, but then you have the parents in limbo. Because for some parents, you have no choice but to send your kid to a felon school district because you don't have the means to send them somewhere else. So for these parents, for the representatives that are listening, what options do you give us? Johnson also supported the Opportunity Zone. The Opportunity Zone, it was a program designed to stimulate investment in economic distressed areas. While the, op the impact in black communities vary, some Opportunity Zones can provide potential boosts to urban neighborhoods in need of economic revitalization. So that's for us that live in St. Louis, that's like looking at the promise zones. And so in the promise zones, you got extra points on grants. If you if your grant service, everybody live in the promise zone. The promise zone pretty much is North City and North County, but not all of North County because I live in Belfound neighbors. And yeah, that's not included. Everything around Belfound is included in the promise zone, but Belfound itself is not in the promise zone. Make it make sense. So as we wrap today's show up, Let's turn our attention to the latest developments surrounding my favorite person, former President Donald Trump and his gang in Georgia. Um, the district attorney in Fulton County, Fannie T. Willis, brought forth an ambitious racketeering case, which some initially considered to be complex and too broad. <laughs> However, in recent events, 
have changed the game. Sidney Powell, a pro-Trump lawyer who had promised to expose the election fraud but never did, pleaded guilty, setting off a chain reaction. Two more Trump allied lawyers, Kenneth Chesbro and Jenna Ellis, also pleaded guilty and agreed to cooperate with the prosecution. This case is significant because it's Georgia's racketeering structure statute to put pressure on the low-level defendants to cooperate and potentially implicate those higher-up power leaders. This legal strategy is not unique. Ms. Willis is not unique to Ms. Willis, and it involves offering deals to smaller players to gain evidence against bigger fish. The case in question lays out several ways in which prosecutors allege that Mr. Trump and his co-defendants tried to overturn the 2020 election in Georgia. These plea deals may impact not only the case of the individuals who have already pleaded guilty, but also those of other major defendants, including Rudolph Giuliani and John Eastman. The ultimate goal for the prosecution is to secure, to secure convictions in court and challenging tags when dealing with high-profile figures like Mr. Trump. The logic behind this indictment numerous individuals in this case is motivated for cooperation as the legal processes continue. It remains to be seen who else might take the plea deal what, imp what impact this could have on the case. Join us as we explore the intriguing legal saga and its implications. I mean, Trump had a lot of confidence, you know, but I mean, they dropping like flies, you know. So, you know, what does this say, you know, for the 2024 election? Will it be Biden against Trump or will it another Republican candidate can step forward? Uh, but with that, I'm going to wrap up this first show. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for being with me today on the Urban Post Podcast. We delved into a wide range of crucial topics from the latest political developments to significant legal updates that affect our urban communities. I encourage you to stay engaged just as I do. Seek out accurate information, get involved in conversation, and take action. It's your voice, your actions that truly make a difference in our urban landscape. Stay tuned. We'll be back soon for more updates, insights, and discussions that matter to our urban world. So stay connected, stay informed, Let's keep the pulse of our city strong. I genuinely appreciate you tuning in and I eagerly await you with me again in the future. Thank you.